just depends on what your definition of is is. That's all. I mean, what your definition of recession is. Welcome to the program. Happy Thursday. News Talk 1110-993-WBT. Pete Callender here. You can uh, participate in the program by dialing 704-570-1110 or 1-800-WBT-1110. Uh, you can email Pete at thepetecallendershow.com. And uh, you can also uh, join me on Twitter. Lots of fun on Twitter at Pete Callender. I mean, if you can handle it. I'm not trying to get like I'm not trying to recruit people onto the Twitter platform if you know it's not good for you. And only you can make that determination. Um, did an interview. I don't know, about two years ago, probably with Jason Whitlock, I believe is his name. He's the sports guy and columnist. And anyway, he talked about Twitter and how a lot of people, it's not good for them and they shouldn't do it. He, he, and he equated it to fast food. And some people can eat all the fast food they want and not gain any weight. But he, like me, cannot. So it's just, it, we're just built differently. And uh, so for like Twitter... I'm able to mix it up and it doesn't like eat away at my soul every day, but I know some people that uh, it does. And so I do not recommend it if the, if you are of that latter camp. Anyway, um, the Federal Reserve, right, they hiked the interest rate, uh, 0.75 percentage point hike the other day. Uh, so on the one hand, savers, you're going to be able to get a bit of a better return on your savings. And the idea here is that it is meant to cool inflation, inflation that is the hottest in 40 years, which almost makes it sound like, ooh, it's hot. Isn't that a good thing? I mean, wouldn't you rather be hot than, well, I guess not. Cool is pretty cool, too. Interesting. Anyway, it's, it's the worst. Inflation is the worst it's been in 40 years. So what better way, what better way to, you know, cool the inflation, if you're not the Federal Reserve, but if you're in Congress, what better way to cool inflation than to do more of the thing that got you the hot inflation in the first place, right? I mean, obviously, that's what you should do. Like, oh, we did these things. We got really bad inflation. So let's do some more of that. And then that'll be, well, it probably will result in more inflation. But we'll just say it, it'll combat inflation. If we say that, if we title the bill that, then it will totally do what we say because you know, principles and rules and laws of economics, they adhere to the titles of our legislation, obviously so. Ed Morrissey at hotair.com, he says the technical definition of recession is probably going to get some exercise today. Uh, The Bureau of Economic Analysis reported that the economy contracted in the second quarter with annualized GDP, gross domestic product, which is, you know, everything that the economy produces, um, the annualized GDP fell 0.9%. Now, that is less than the negative 1.6% GDP change for the previous quarter, right? So you get the first Q, uh, Q1, quarter one, uh, it went down 1.6%. And so, and then this time it went down less than a, per- a full point, so 0.9%. So, yay, It's not as bad as the last quarter. I mean, it is still negative, but it's not as bad. Of course, it's also 0.9% lower than that other, yeah, than than the previous quarter, which means it's like a cumulative effect going on there. But regardless, it's two negative quarters in a row. 
two negative quarters in a row, and that is the generally accepted and agreed upon definition of recession with an asterisk. The asterisk is unless there's a Democrat president, in which case then we have to redefine, much like we redefine all sorts of words nowadays, and honestly, we've been doing that for a very long time. We're going to redefine uh, what recession means in order to uh, insulate Democrats ahead of the midterms and Joe Biden ahead of his nap, whatever. Like, we're, we're here to insulate Democrats. That's the beauty of having the media uh, on your side as an ally. It, you get the benefit of the what I call the Big D shield. It's the Big D shield. It's a shield, and it's in the, it's the Democrat shield. It's a Big D. And you get to stand behind that thing. It's the media. It's your party affiliation. And it just protects you from all sorts of things. All sorts of things. Like if you say, hey, uh, I got a lot of qualified women that I want to put into my uh, cabinet, into leadership positions. Uh, you know, I've, I've got their bios and resumes, and I've put them all into a, a notebook or uh, what are those things called? The three ring, uh, three ring, three ring. What is it? Uh, Binder, thank you. Yes, binder, three ring binder. So you have a binder full of these women that can be put into your leadership positions. That is obviously sexist. Binders of women, that'll cost you an election, along with uh, you know putting a dog on the top of a car for a road trip. I mean, they're in the kennel. He, he was in a crate, you know, and, and he pooped and went down the back of the... Anyway, sorry, I know it's lunchtime. I shouldn't even have uh, told that story. Ever since that election, by the way, I'm, of course, referring to Mitt Romney's campaign against Barack Obama. That would have been, uh, what, 2012? And uh, no sitting president had ever won re-election with economic numbers as poor as Barack Obama's. And so that's what the Romney campaign was constantly hammering. They'd go out and do stump speeches. They were constantly talking about the economic conditions. The economy is terrible. Because they knew, historically speaking, you don't win re-election if you have these kinds of terrible numbers. And that's where I learned a valuable lesson that, has, uh, that I've kept near and dear to my heart ever since, which is elections are about what media make them. And the media decided that Mitt Romney, who is, as, I mean, for whatever you think of Mitt Romney's uh, politics and his uh, you know, flip-flopping and rhino or whatever, like... The guy appears to be a fairly decent human being. And he's like a milk toast vanilla kind of a guy, right? And they made him out to be uh, you know, some some evil genius who gives people cancer. And he wants to kill Big Bird. He has the binders of the women. And then of course the video of the 47% where he said very accurately by the way that there's a core group of people that are never going to vote for me and there's a core group of people that are never going to vote for Obama, and so you're you're fighting for that that middle chunk, right? That that what Limbaugh used to call it, the mushy middle. That's what, and that is true, right? That's true in politics and campaigning. That's that's a truism, but they wanted it to show the, that uh, you know Mitt Romney is out of touch with the common man, and maybe he was, maybe he still is. I don't know. I'm not here to relitigate it. I'm just merely pointing out the benefits of having that big D shield. And we're going to get a crash course in it today when people start redefining what recession means. The Bureau of Economic Analysis has the numbers, though.
Alrighty, so the Bureau of Economic Analysis. This is what I usually do, a little bit of light reading, you know, bedside reading, just kind of go to sleep reading the Bureau of Economic Analysis reports. Anyway, the decrease in real GDP reflected decreases in private inventory investment. It reflected residential fixed invest uh, declines in uh, residential fixed investment, declines in federal government spending, declines in state and local government spending, declines in non-residential fixed investment that were partly offset by increases in exports and personal consumption expenditures. The Bureau says that the decrease in private inventory investment was mainly led by a decrease in retail trade. Retail trade. All right, and what drove that? No pun intended. Motor vehicle dealers and general merchandise stores. So what does that mean? Less, you know, fewer products getting bought. Cars and general merchandise. The decrease, in and, and, and why is that, by the way? Because people don't have as much purchasing power. And why is that? Inflation, which I was told was was transitory. It was just temporary. It's, it, it's not going to be... You know, entrenched and long-lasting. That's what that's what I recall being told. But the decrease in residential fixed investment again, uh, led by a decrease in other structures, specifically brokers' commissions. Brokers' commissions. The decrease in federal government spending reflected a decrease in non-defense spending, but that was partly offset by an increase in defense spending. <clears throat> Ukraine. <clears throat> The decrease in non-defense spending reflected the sale of crude oil from the Strategic Petroleum Reserve, which results in a corresponding decrease in consumption expenditures, which is some of the top lines out of this analysis. Now, Ed Morrissey at HotAir.com breaks it down. He says uh, the good news, and there's really not a lot of it, is that the unusually large trade imbalance in quarter one that drove the negative overall results from the previous quarter that has been corrected. The bad news, and there's a lot of that, is that quarter two also has a weird imbalance in trade, this time favoring exports. So we had more exports. And that may have artificially created a more positive component to the GDP. And so what does all of that mean? It means that the GDP number that we're now talking about, this down 0.9%, it actually would have been worse, would have been worse, but for the trade imbalance, which might have something, something to do with the Strategic Petroleum Reserve release. The Wall Street Journal pegs the difference somewhere in the neighborhood of 1.4 points to the GDP, which means that the balanced trade quarter, if you were adding this in and you were like, you had a balanced import, export, whatever, okay, not to go into all of the details and the formula and all of that, but if you were to, if you were to adjust for what would have been sort of a, a a more normal trade balance, this GDP report would have actually been down two point three percent, not point nine, 2.3. The rest of the report looks worse than quarter one, in almost every category across the board. Business investment plummeted. 13.5%. That's, why is that? Businesses want certainty. 
some degree of certainty, right? They need to know, like, if the this is one of the biggest problems with, you know, wild swings in governance and policy. And this is a big, big, big reason why uh, presidents who come along and issue executive orders and upend various rules, regulations, and they just start tinkering with all of these, uh, uh, these, these businesses and industries in the economy. Not only do you not know the unintended consequences, because they are, after all, unintended, but uh, it creates uncertainty for businesses. And when businesses and leaders are uncertain, they are less likely to make moves because you don't know if the next guy coming in is going to, you know, unwind all of the things that the last guy or the current guy just did. This is this is an argument for Congress to reassume its responsibility in crafting legislation and for the executive branch to be reined in and to get out of these various areas. And that's why I was applauding the Supreme Court ruling on the EPA versus West Virginia case. Because when you when you open these things up, uh, you, you open rules and regulations up to be rewritten by bureaucrats in the executive branch at whatever whim the president or his appointments in those uh, branches have or in those agencies have. You lack certainty and you get malinvestment. You get people who sit at capital just sits on the sidelines. They're not interested in making any moves because they're too afraid they're going to lose it all based on somebody's reinterpretation of, you know, well, what is gender and sex? Title nine. What is a recession? The rest of the report, pretty bad. Business investment plummeted. Oh, but don't worry. I am sure business uh, investment will go up now that they know they're going to get taxed even more. That's going to be fantastic. News Talk 1110-993-WBT. So real disposable personal income down half a percent. Personal savings, down. Personal savings rate, down. The conclusion here is inescapable. Ed Morrissey writing at hotair.com says the economy has contracted for the last six months. That's two quarters. And it appears that the contraction is actually accelerating. Wall Street Journal, quote, the U.S. economy shrank for a second quarter in a row, a common definition of recession, as businesses trimmed their inventories, the housing market buckled under rising interest rates and high inflation took steam out of consumer spending. Those are the, those are the factors. Housing market affected by the interest rate hikes, which we just saw another one from the Federal Reserve. That's going to make it more expensive to borrow money. So you're going to see a cooling, right? Ooh. Oh, on the plus side, I guess maybe a whole bunch of more corporations can come in and buy up the single-family houses in your neighborhood. Um, what else? Uh, businesses trimmed their inventories. High inflation took the steam out of consumer spending, right? So people don't have purchasing power anymore, right? That has declined because of inflation. Household buying power, it's going to take a couple of years to recover from the erosion that we have seen over the past 15 months. 
It's a real recession brought about by monetary policies created to undergird massive government spending. That's what happened. This is the result. This was not a surprise to people. Any Austrian economist, anybody who's even familiar with the concepts of free market capitalism, right? Anybody who understands even just a little bit about what happens when you print money that's not tied to anything. It's just fiat currency when you just print it. History is littered with examples of countries that did this and the price they paid for it is what we're seeing now. The devaluation of the currency leads to inflation and the unaffordability of basically everything. Oh, and also layer on top of that an energy policy that basically behaves like a tax on consumers and businesses, especially small businesses and startups. These are policies. Ed Morrissey calls this a policy recession created by the Fed and Joe Biden in particular and their inflationary actions. Now, at least the Fed is trying to do something to correct matters. And that's a very begrudging, at least the Fed, dot, dot, dot. But Biden seems just intent on making it worse. By the way, what's up with his eyeballs? Have you seen those? Have you seen these pictures? I don't know what to make of them. I, I, I'm not an expert on eyeballs. I mean, I have two of them. And I've seen many of them. I've looked into many of them. But I don't know. I don't know what's going on there. I've seen these, these videos that people have put together of, of Biden, you know, giving one speech. And then a couple hours later, he's giving another speech. And in, in like one of them, his eyes are all closed and squinty and black. And then, like, there's this other one. He's just wide-eyed and just yelling at the Republicans. And he doesn't even blink. And his eyes are blue. I don't know. It could just be lighting. It could just be lighting. He's trying to read from the teleprompter. Maybe it's a different distance away or something. I don't know. I've heard people say, oh, he's on some sort of, you know, secret drugs. Which, by the way, I'm not a conspiracy theorist. But, (laughs) no, I'm not. I'm not a conspiracy theorist. However, I will... I will go to my grave believing, and you, I'm not sure I can be persuaded otherwise, that every president gets some sort of, I don't know what it is, just like vitamins, maybe just uh, an IV or something. But you know they've got, you cannot keep up the schedule that these guys keep. And, and, to, be, and to be mentally sharp at all times, yeah, as I'm saying this, I'm like, maybe they're not giving Biden these drugs. Maybe that's, or maybe he requires a different cocktail and they're trying to work out the dosage levels. <laughs> I swear they've got to be taking something. They've got to have access to the good stuff. You know that. Come on. You know that. I mean, I don't know that, but I, I believe it to be true. So it's, you know, it's not a lie if you believe it's true, as George Costanza told us. And another George Costanza uh, reference it's not a recession. No, the GDP was it was it was in the pool. That's all. It's not. It was in the pool. And there there may have been some shrinkage. That's it. It's not a recession. What's definitely going to help, I think, is uh, the new Inflation Reduction Act. I think is what they're calling it. Um, it's a bill. Yeah, the Inflation Reduction Act of 2022, or the IRA. 
Right. See, so it almost sounds like an investment vehicle. Ooh, this is going to make me money. It's it's an IRA, right? Yeah. Mm, not so much. The way to fight inflation is apparently to keep doing more of what we did to trigger the inflation. That's the idea. And uh, it started out, you may recall, as a $4 trillion effort during uh, Joe Biden's first couple of months in office. And uh, it was meant to focus on, you know, public infrastructure and family support systems. And this was the running joke that, you know, everything was infrastructure, right? Because they were throwing it. Oh, it's an infrastructure bill. It's $4 trillion, which is like the size of our GDP. Well, it was the size of our GDP. I don't know if it's the size anymore because it was in the pool. And there may have been some shrinkage. But it ended up not being $4 trillion, so... Yay, I guess. Thanks, Joe Manchin, for that. But now he has signed on to uh, a smaller package, uh, like a a post-pool package, if you will. Uh, It's not unsubstantial, says uh, the AP's Lisa Mascaro. 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 Anyway, um, it's a compromise package of inflation-fighting health care. Climate change and deficit reduction strategies that appears headed towards a quick vote in Congress. And it's so uh, this is such a win win for everybody that even Republicans are signing on to it. No, they're not. They're actually not. Um, And in fact, uh, Democrats can't apparently even get Republicans to sign on or even entertain this idea. And so they're going to go reconciliation, which is not something reconciliation. It's a terrible name for a process. It's it's basically where uh, they ran something through on a 50 vote plus Kamala Harris uh, the, to break the tie because they they got to get the Senate parliamentarian to agree that it's a budget related item. And then there's like this little loophole that they can run something through and it's just 50 percent plus one. And so that's what they've got. That's what the Democrats have. And so that's what they're going to do. The bill would allow the Medicare program to negotiate prescription drug prices with pharmaceutical companies. That's going to save the federal government, they say, $288 billion over 10 years. So $28 billion a year. Yeah, out of a multi-trillion dollar annual deficit, I'm sure this is, every little bit helps. Those new revenues are then going to get put back into lower costs for seniors on medications, including a $2,000 out-of-pocket cap for older adults buying prescriptions from pharmacies. It's also going to extend subsidies provided during the pandemic. So we're going to keep those going. See, that's that's the way you whip inflation now. Win. By the way, did you hear that this new this some uh, it was Andrew Yang and uh, former uh, Republican governor of New Jersey, Christy Todd Whitman, they they've created a new third party. Have you heard this? You heard heard what the name is? Forward. Forward, which is the the slogan and like the name of the the revolutionists, the communist revolutionists, uh, uh, newsletters and campaigns and such. I'm sure it's just coincidence. Forward, as I've said before, forward is not necessarily a good direction. <laughs> it's not. I understand some people think it's a, it's good to go forward, and in many cases it is. But if you're looking at a cliff, probably not a good idea to go forward. But good luck on your new political party. Have fun storming the castle. <laughs>
was just talking about, except with the word forward. Yeah. All right. So what is in, what is out of the Democrats, quote, inflation fighting package that Joe Manchin signed on to? By the way, they totally lied or maybe pulled a fast one or just outmaneuvered Mitch McConnell. Yeah, this uh, this is from the Huffington Post, Arthur Delaney saying Senate Minority Leader Mitch McConnell said last month that he would not allow the Senate to pass a bipartisan bill on computer chips if Democrats tried to revive their Build Back Better agenda. And yesterday, the Senate approved the bipartisan tech manufacturing bill. Hours later, Democrats announced a breakthrough on their big domestic policy legislation. In other words, McConnell's gambit failed. Failed. His gambit failed? Or could it be that maybe Democrats lied? Is that what happened? Joe Manchin lied? Um, McConnell does not seem pleased. Quote, Democrats have already crushed American families with historic inflation. Now they want to pile on giant tax hikes that will hammer workers and kill many thousands of American jobs. So there's the politics and then there's the policy. Let me real quick do the politics here. Uh It's the Inflation Reduction Act. It imposes a minimum tax on corporations, and it will boost tax revenue, they say, through an investment in the IRS enforcement. I mean, that sounds like a winning message, don't you think? Winning message. Oh, by the way, hang on. Uh, Standard disclaimer here. I love the IRS and everybody that works at the IRS. Nobody would ever target anybody else if they work in the IRS that they're perfectly... Reasonable and, and above-board ethical people all over the entire agency. I love everyone that works there. Okay, standard disclaimer. Um, they're going to they're gonna increase audits. This is what they're promising. They're going to pile a bunch of money into the IRS to go after taxpayers, to, to suck more money from them. Now, in the mind of the leftists, it's always going to be their political enemies or, okay, just the corporations, right? They're the ones that are going to get targeted. It'll never be me. This is what Lenin referred to as the useful idiot. Um, And they want to slam uh, slam corporations with new taxes, which I'm sure will uh, make them invest more because they haven't been doing that over the last quarter or two. uh, Hence the recession, not a recession. And uh, I'm sure taxing them more is going to convince them to spend more money that they don't have uh, investing in the businesses and such. So Manchin said that he would sign on if the bill would reduce the federal budget deficit $300 billion. And that's what he says this is going to do. Democrats had previously wanted to use every penny of the tax revenue coming off of the increased taxes for new social spending. But they they gave up on that because Manchin refused to budge. Manchin said that shrinking the deficit could help with inflation. Former Treasury Secretary Larry Summers also reportedly told Manchin this week that the other provisions in the measure are not inflationary. So Chuck Schumer said that the Senate could vote on the new bill as soon as next week, so long as the parliamentarian says that uh, you can do it under the reconciliation process, which would only require the 50 votes of the Senate instead of 60 to overcome a filibuster from Republicans. What else? Uh, So I said, uh, as I went over earlier, it's going to uh, let Medicare negotiate drug prices. uh, And they say that's going to drive down costs. It's going to save the federal government. But then they're going to turn around uh, and 
use the money that they saved to help pay for medications that I think the whole point was to make them lower in cost. But now you're going to turn around and make them even lower in cost with the money that you were spending rather than take the savings and pay off some debt. No, you're going to just now plow that back into more social spending. Anyway, um, because you're going to pay for the medications that are now reduced, whatever. Uh, the uh, They want to extend the subsidies uh, to uh, that were set to expire uh, this year, pandemic-related subsidies for health insurance purchases. This bill also would invest $369 billion over a decade, so $37 billion a year, into renewable energy production and tax rebates for consumers to buy new or used electric vehicles. So Pete Buttigieg was right. Oh, this is the way... This is the way that we combat high gas prices. We open up the strategic reserves. We then release it to China, give them the oil, uh, put it out there into the open market, messes with our export-import trade balances so as to kind of minimize the the actual contraction of the GDP over the last quarter. Uh, but also, now that we don't have the oil, we, uh, we could take some of the money out of the, uh, the BBB, the Build Back Better Light, or the BBBL. Um, we're going to take that and we're going to, use it to subsidize car purchases of electric vehicles. Um, $60 billion for clean energy manufacturing tax credits, $30 billion for a production tax credit for wind and solar. For consumers, there are also tax breaks as incentives for you to go green. All right. Christy and I, actually, we put solar panels on our house about a month or so ago. And the reason I did the solar panels... It's not because of any, you know, I mean, like they, they don't get me wrong. The solar company is all about like, oh, look at how green and how many trees they give you this running total of how many trees you've saved. I don't even know, but I don't care about that. You know what I care about? When, when the poop hits the fan, I'm going to have some energy generation. I mean, it's not going to be a lot, right? I'll be able to toast a piece of bread lightly. Not that I even eat bread, but I might have to eat bread. I mean, if things get that bad, right? I'll probably just be eating, you know, wh- whatever I can, but I'll have a little bit of energy so I can charge my phone and I can get on Twitter. Not that I'm addicted. That's, that's the play. It's a prep play. It's a prepper play. It's, it's not a save Gaia earth play for me, but if they want to give me some more tax money, they want to throw a bunch of rebates at me for helping to save Gaia earth. Wink, wink. Hey, look, I'm just doing my part to make sure that you know, child slave labor continues to be employed halfway around the world to make the solar panels in China using Uyghur slave labor. I'm just doing my part for the earth. I wonder, can I get one of the left-wing progressive indulgences? Can I get one of those indulgences because I got the solar panels? Can I get like a certificate and like put it on my door so the, the wokesters can pass by? Thank <laughs> you.